Good morning. Glad to be here with you on this morning. Glad to be able to stand before you. Glad to have the opportunity. What I want us to think about on this morning, as a scripture we had just that had just been read, is worry. We allow a lot of things in life to worry us. We focus on so much of worldly things and we allow it to get in the way sometimes of our spiritual life. We allow pain, sickness, death in families to get in our way of spirituality sometimes. We let it cloud our minds. We worry about things that we have no control over. And we should. We of all people, as Christians, shouldn't worry about a thing, should we? Why? Because we've been given a promise. We've been given a promise. The world has, has, has not been given the same promise that we've been given. We've been given a promise that if we remain faithful, that we have a home prepared for us, right? For Christ told us, if it were not so, I would have told you. So it shows us where our faith is when we worry about things that we have no control over. Yes, we're going to get sick. Yes, people are going to pass. Yes, life still has to go on. Am I being unsympathetic of people passing? No. I understand people grieve differently. I understand people deal with things differently. But what I'm saying is here, us as Christians, if we were to die today, should we be worried? We shouldn't. We shouldn't. Because we know that if we live right, and if we've lived our lives fashioned to Christ, that when we leave this world, that we have somewhere to go. We have a home in heaven that has been promised to us if we remain faithful. No more pain, no more sickness, no more dying, no more hunger or thirst, no more wants. Isn't that a wonderful place to be? It's a wonderful promise to have, a place that we can go. We don't have to worry about a thing. That all we have to do is we can continue to be joyous and praise God. But what I, the way, reason I chose this today is we have those in the church that worry sometimes, us, myself included, that we worry about things we have no control over. We look at verse 25. He says, therefore I say to you, do not worry about your life. What will you eat or drink? What will, uh, nor about your body. What will you put on it? Is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? We worry about our lives. It's just as I said. Church, we need to realize that we are not here forever. We're not here to stay on this earth forever. For our life is but a vapor. It appears for a minute and is gone the next. We must realize that and get that in our heads that we are here for one purpose and one purpose only. And that is to serve God. 
That is to help bring souls, to spread his word, to help bring souls unto him. For we've been given a commission, right? Mark chapter 16, verse 15. Go ye out into all the world. Preach the gospel. We've been given that commission. That is our purpose here on earth, church. One thing I want us to understand also that when we die, are we really dead? You're not dead. That shell, this shell, may be. Because James tells us what death is, right? The spirit without the body. You're not dead. You've gone to a waiting place to be judged. But that's a hard pill for us to swallow sometime, isn't it? It's a hard pill for us to swallow. But we should be joyous when we come to that understanding the fact that we know that if we are Christians and we die in the Lord, oh, what a joyous day. Is that a day to be sad? Or is that a day to be joyous? It's a day to be very joyful, isn't it? Because we don't have to deal with this sinful world anymore. It'll be wonderful when you hear those words on the day of judgment. Well done, thy good and faithful servant. Those are the words that we long to hear, isn't it? Those are the words that we should long to hear. But sometimes we worry about things that, that it's like our faith isn't where it should be. We worry about where we're going to get our next meal. Well, what's going to happen if, 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 I, if, if this happens? Or what's going to happen with this? Or what's going to, you shouldn't worry. The birds, the Bible tells the birds don't even worry about where they're going to get their next meal from, but they sing, don't they? Birds are happy all the time. So if birds, if animals can be happy all the time, why can't we? Why should we worry? I would suggest something to you why we worry. We worry because our faith isn't where it's where it needs to be. If we had the faith that Christ would have us to have, then we wouldn't worry about a thing. Would we? Our faith needs to be stronger. Look at the birds of the air, for for the for they neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns. Yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not more? Are you not of, of more value than they? Are we not of more value than animals to God? We are. But the problem is, we have a lack of faith. We have a lack of trust. Sometimes things come up on us, and we first thing we do is, God, why is this happening to me? We get that way sometimes. Well, people say, well, why do, good, why do bad things happen to good people? Well, I'm going to suggest to you that God is not a respecter of persons. It rains on the just as well as the unjust. Just because we're Christians, there's not a hedge around us. But I can say this. That if I'm a Christian and something happens to me, I should be able to say, whatever. I don't care. Because my life is hid in Christ. I should be able to say, whatever the world throws at me, 
I'm with Christ. My faith is in Christ. I need not to worry. But it's hard for us to do that, isn't it, sometimes? We worry about things. We're human. It's nature. We worry about things. But what I'm saying here is that we don't need to let worry take over our lives. If we let worry take over our lives, then do we truly trust in God? Is our faith truly in Christ? Do we truly believe the promise that Christ has given us? If we do, we don't show it very well. If that's the case, if we're letting worry overtake our lives. Verse 27, which of you by worrying can add one cubit to his stature? He's saying here, which of us, what good is worrying doing us? Is worrying going to help us a bit? Is worrying going to add one minute to our lives? Is it? Not at all. Is worrying going to help us grow spiritually? Is Is worrying about something going to grow my faith? No. But trusting in God, diving into this, understanding that God, if, 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 if just because I'm a Christian, if things were not going to happen to me, then Christ wouldn't have been crucified the way he was crucified, now would he? Christ says the world's going to hate you. Why? Because it hated me first. Things are going to happen to you. More so because you have an X on your back now. You're a Christian. When you become a Christian, there's a big X put on your back. People can't wait for you to mess up because they're waiting to do this. They're waiting to point the finger. But should we worry about that or should we continue moving forward? We should continue moving forward. We, we get so caught up worrying about sometimes. I, you know, I've heard people say, well, I've become a Christian, but my friends don't like when my friends talk about me. We worry about friendship. Or we worry about family. Let me tell you something. If I'm going to worry about whether what somebody thinks about me because I'm a Christian, then I have a problem. Because the only one that I worry about or that I care what thinks about my Christianity is Jesus Christ. That's how strong our faith should be. I can care less if I lose friends because of my, because of my relationship with God. Because if I lose sleep behind what somebody thinks about my relationship with God and I care more about what they think than what God thinks, where am I at? Where am I at? If I put more faith in man than I do God, am I truly a Christian? Well, Brother Danny, but that's my best friend, or that's my daddy, and you know, it, it, it matters to me what he thinks. It worries me what he thinks about my about me and me and God and my Christianity. Well, yes, that may be my daddy or my father, but my father's God. You know, the Bible tells us don't worry about the one that can destroy the body, but the one that can destroy the soul and the body. Only God has that power. 
Only God has that power. So what man thinks about me means nothing to me. So am I fine? Am I okay with what others think about me because I'm a Christian? Yeah, so what? Am I going to lose sleep over it? Nope. Not a bit. But we get so caught up worrying about things that it pulls us away from our Christianity sometimes. I'm guilty of it. We're all guilty of it. We've all been guilty of it at one point in time in our lives. I can assure you I'm guilty of it. I'm not up here saying this, trying to point a finger at anybody. Because any lesson that I preach to anybody, I apply it to myself first. I don't exclude myself from it at all. But we have to work. We need to work, church, to understand that we should be the people that shouldn't worry about a thing. When we lose, as I said a while ago, when we lose people from this earth, we get distraught sometimes, which is understandable because you, because they're a loved one. They're close to you because you've known each other since from here up. You have a bond. But we need to also remember that they have a bond with God if they live faithful. So what I'm trying to say is here, should I worry about, should I be just broken down and worrying because that person is gone? You see people all the time, you see people sometimes, they get, they get to the point where they won't even eat. Where they're not the same person anymore without that person being there. Because they're worrying. And they're steady worrying. And they're worrying. And it causes problems. As Christians, we need to be in the mindset of we're going to leave this world someday. We're going to leave this world. And if we do so, on the right side of God, it should be joy. We should be joyful, not worried, and we should be happy. The Bible tells us, for there's a time to cry, right? Time to laugh, all that. We should be more mourning for when people are born into this sinful world than when they leave it. Why do I say that? Because they're born into a world that is full of sin, full of imperfectness, full of corruption. First, when you've lived your life as a Christian and you leave this world, you're going to somewhere where none of that exists. Where you can be counted worthy. Where you can be called a child of God. Where you can share in the same thing that Christ is in right now. That you can share in the resurrection, the same resurrection that he shared in, right? That you can share in the same joy that he has, right? Sitting on the right hand of his father. That's the mindset we need to be in. It's hard to get there sometimes. But that needs to be our mindset. 
The problem is, you know, people worry about, well, how am I going to pay this bill? Or how am I going to do this? Or how am I going to do that? Matthew 6 and 33 says what? Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things shall be added unto you. My faith has to be in God. God is going to take care of what's his. We sing that song, I know the Lord will find a way for me. We sing it, but do we truly believe it? If we truly believed it, we wouldn't worry about a thing. God will provide. He provides for us every day, doesn't he? He will provide. That song we just sung, I can't remember the name of it, the second to the last one. Each, there it is. Each step I take. Each step of the way. Either way, each step of the way. Did we truly listen to the words of that song? Each step of the way. Who's with me? Christ. Do I have to worry? No. Why? Because Almighty God, Almighty God is with me. But the world does not understand that, or the world cannot feel that sense of cannot feel that sense of, of security because they're outside of the body of Christ. They don't have the same promise you and I have. You and I have a promise that who can the world promise you that if you live faithful, that if you strive, you don't have to be perfect for me because you can't be perfect, can you? But you can be perfect in Christ Jesus. If you strive to live the life that I have set for you to live, I have gone to prepare a place for you. Revelations 2 and 10, be thou faithful unto death and I will give thee a crown of life. This is a promise we've been given. So if we live for Christ, things will lay out the way they should. Things will lay out the way they should. But our faith has to be strong. Our faith has to be there. Our faith has to be in Christ. We talked about this morning in the Bible class over in Galatians chapter 3. We're justified by faith, right? Ephesians 2 and 8. We are saved by what? Grace through what? Faith. By grace are we saved through faith. I don't have to worry about a thing because Christ has already, Christ has already done the work for me. Christ has made the way. All I got to do is follow it. For by grace have you been saved through faith. Galatians chapter 3, I'm justified. What does justified mean? Just as if I had not sinned. I can get rid of sin. We talked about the old law this morning. The old law couldn't get rid of sin, could it? It couldn't. It was imperfect. But Christ was the better sacrifice, the better high priest, the better covenant. Now I can get rid of sin. 
Now I can say that, Lord, that I've, when I've sinned, I can go to God and ask for forgiveness of my sin and repentance and turn from that sin and it be, and it, and it be cleared from me. I don't have to worry. Church, I want us to remember on this morning, I want us to remember on this morning that we have been given a promise. Sometimes I think we lose sight of that. We've been given a promise. Verse 30 says, Now if God so clothes the grass of the field, which today is and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, will he not much more clothe you, or owe you of little faith? Now it's talking about the grass. If God takes care of things on the earth, which he says are going to be done away with when he comes back, right? It's going to be melted with fervent heat. Yet, do you think he's not going to take care of something that he made to be eternal? From the beginning of time, all this had to be said. Everything that happened had to be done to be fulfilled, right? It's been from the beginning of time. His purpose was to make us eternal. Our soul is never dying. Amen, somebody. Our soul is never dying. But the things of the earth will be done away with, and God takes care of that, doesn't he? So what more do we not believe that he is going to take care of us, that which he made eternal? In Galatians, I mean, Genesis chapter 1, verses 26 and 27, he's talking to Jesus, right? Let us make man in our own image. He made us in his image, in the likeness of him. So what makes us think he's not going to take care of us in ways, some ways we can't even think of, right? You can't even fathom it. But the point is, he made us in his image. So therefore, you know, he also tells us, I will never leave you, nor what? Wow. Wow. Even when we sin, you mean to tell me that even when we sin, he's never going to leave by my side? He's never going to leave me? You better believe it. We serve a God. We serve a God. Who is the definition of grace and mercy and love. But we have to have faith in him. We have to have faith in him. Our faith must be strong. You see what he says here? Oh, you of little faith. We, 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 we kind of act like Peter sometimes, don't we? When he told Peter to come out, often Buddha told Peter to come out on the water. We get out on the water, but then we lose sight, don't we? We start to sink. Because we worry. Then our faith wavers. Instead of saying, God, I don't care what happens, my faith is in you. We need to be more like Paul. Paul faced a bunch of things, didn't he? Paul faced so much. As he's writing to the church there in Thessalonica, Paul faced a lot. 
Paul is telling them, Paul is establishing this new congregation. It's a, it's a new congregation. It's mixed with Jews and Gentiles. So you see the problem there. But Paul was persecuted a lot, wasn't he? Paul was once the, persecute, the persecutor. Now he's flipped the script. He's the persecuted. <laughs> right? We see Paul. Paul's face was marble. Did that stop him from preaching the gospel? Paul was beaten. Paul was put in prison. Did that stop him from preaching, teaching, singing? Did that make Paul's faith waver at all? Did that make him doubt? Did Paul worry? Can we be like Paul and say, well, my time of departure is at hand. I've kept the faith. I've ran the race. I've finished my course. Now there's laid up for me a crown of righteousness. Can we say that? If we can't, we should be able to. We should be able to. Because why? I'll tell you why. Because we're children of God. We've been given the right to be called children of God, right? John tells us in John 1. We've been given that right through obedience to be called children of God. We've been given a promise that if we live for Christ, that we have a home with him. We've been told that we don't have to worry. Don't worry today or tomorrow. Don't worry about tomorrow. To let tomorrow will take care of itself, it tells us, right? Tomorrow will take care of itself. If there's anybody here this morning who needs the prayers of the church. If you're a Christian and you've been worrying your life away or your faith is not where it should be, we're here for you. We love you. We love you. We want to pray for you, help you in any way we can. Let us do something about that today. Starting today. Let us do something about that. Let's build on our faith. Not tear it down. Let's build on it. So the Bible tells us in Hebrews that we can come boldly, boldly before the throne of God. Why? Because I've been given a promise. I don't have to worry. If there's anybody here this morning who is not a Christian, who has not been added unto the Lord's church, who has not been baptized, why wait? Why wait? Put that faith into action so that now you don't have to worry, so that now your life is hid in Christ. So that now you can come before the throne of God boldly, knowing that if something happens to me today, we sing that song, it is well with my soul. Knowing that it is well with your soul. Don't wait. Don't put it off. Because we just read here, our life is like what? Like a vapor. It's here one minute and gone the next. We're not here for eternity. We're not here for eternity. We're here for a short time. If there's anybody here who wants to respond to the gospel, please let them do so while we stand and while we sing.